Welcome to FEPS Talks, a podcast series at the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. Find out more about us on feps-europe.eu. Good afternoon. This is another FEPS Talks series brought to you and powered to you by the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. My name is Maria Freitas, FEPS Senior Policy Advisor, and today I have the pleasure to host in FEPS Talks a very, very special guest. So our special guest comes from a very special place. This is the Azores, and this is a place that it's not known to many, where actually I have the opportunity to have grown up. The Azores is one of the autonomous regions of Portugal, alongside with Madeira. It's an archipelago composed of nine volcanic islands in the North Atlantic Ocean. But our special guest comes from a special place, but he's also a special guest because he has three different hats. So Vasco Cordeiro, who joins me here today in FEPS Talks, is not only president of the regional government of the Azores, but also president of the Conference of the Peripheral and Maritime Regions in Europe. And last but not least, in December last year, uh, Vasco was elected as the PS Group president at the European Committee of the Regions, and he will take office in the next term. So it's very exciting, uh, Vasco, for us to host you in our FEPS Talks. Oh, Maria. It's a pleasure to be here and a honor. It's um, exciting to be in this in this opportunity. So um, thank you so much for having me. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for for agreeing to join the Feb Talks, uh, Vasco. Um, so speaking about the Azores, the Azores, as we had the opportunity to convey, is a very special region. But Vasco, what would you say is the role for the Azores in the European Union? Let's say the added value of the uh, Azores as a outermost uh, European region and in the role of the European Union? Well, Maria, that's probably part of the answer lies on the... If you look at the map and you see where the Azores are, you can see the importance they have or one of the reasons why they are important for Europe. We are two-hour flight from Lisbon and four-and-a-half, five-hour flight from Boston. So we're pretty much like in the middle of the Atlantic. And in everything that is related with the sea, with the maritime issues, Azores represents a post of the European Union right in the middle of the Atlantic. So... I think it's important not only for a scientific point of view, but also from the perspective to have a presence there, considering that our closest neighbor would be the U.S. and Canada. So what I think it's important to stress is being an outermost region, it's important to see not only the Azores, but Madeira in the case of Portugal is also an outermost region, but also all the other outermost regions of Europe not only regions that demand a specific consideration in everything that is related with policies and measures to help them, but they present also a very interesting opportunity for Europe from the scientific point of view, as I mentioned. But in other regions, the presence of the European Union in the Pacific, in the Indic Ocean. So it's a mix, let me put it this way not only to as region challenge, but also as region opportunity. Europe should 
and I think it has a lot to gain from looking to the Atlantic Ocean in these days, not only from a scientific point of view, but security is also an important issue to have in mind, and also with the relationship with our closest neighbors, as I mentioned, the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting, Vashku. Thank you for that. So, of course, uh, the Azores, we take a special attention into this one, not terms in geopolitical terms, of the fact that this is such a rich region that in terms of scientific discovery and the contributions that the Azores and their expertise that they have, that we know that they have, can bring uh, for the European uh, project. And um, seeing this, Vashku, then how would you see the other side of the coin, let's say? You talked very insightfully about the role that the, the, that the Azores can have for the EU. Then what should be the role of the EU for the Azores? We've been seeing frequently, and especially with this new mandate of the EU's executive, uh, that it started already with the multiple challenges, um, be it with uh, Brexit, climate change, digital revolution, the challenge to democratic institutions. So the challenges are many. How will the European Union look at the Azores? Do you think the Azores will come in the top of the priority? Well, let me put it this way. The Azores are part of the European Union. So the challenges that the European Union faces, even if they don't directly impact the Azores, they are also our challenges. Indeed. Climate change, it's our challenge. Uh, The digital challenge is also something that we are very committed to. So what Europe can bring to the Azores. I think there are several dimensions in this answer. As an outermost region, Europe's Europe's role in our development, in the support they give us to the investments, in the, in the funds that they provide us to some key investments all around the Azores, are an important part of the uh, development effort that we've been trying to do in the recent years. But there is another dimension, what Europe means to Azorians as it means to any other European citizen. So there too, you have to consider that the idea of a common goal, of a common project, of development, peace, human rights. So this also represents a lot. And I think there is a very, very large margin of progression, of improvement in the way the European citizens can be aware of the importance and the usefulness of the European project for uh, their common uh, challenge, for their daily challenges. So sometimes political leaders maybe have some responsibility in this. The, t- the tendency is to consider the European Union equals funds, money. That's not entirely true. Money and funds are an important part, but it goes beyond that. The idea of shared values. Even if now people don't have a very vivid experience of the challenges of war uh, in Europe. But I think today they should be, they should be nurtured, they should be improved, uh, they should be cherished 
because the way that is already um, Europe is facing some rising issues like nationalism, like uh, radicalism, demands a very active conscience of these uh, values and these shared values. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Vashku. I couldn't agree more, but then again, I'm biased because I'm also from the Azores, just like you. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I take on and our listeners will also take on, surely, um, your messages that the European Union is beyond the funds, that this is something that is common to all of us, be it with the challenges, the hardships, but also all of the good things that uh, such a project can bring for citizens and their daily lives. And now going perhaps a little bit deeper, because, of course, we know for the Azores, <coughs> regional development funds, uh, cohesion policy is very, very important. And now at the European level, we are arriving, let's say, at the crunch time, right? The multi-annual financial framework, which is the EU's long-term budget, and that sets the limits for EU spending, and that is also used for different areas of activity for a period of at least five years. Um, so even we came to understand very recently, actually, that there's going to be an extraordinary council meeting uh, discussing this issue next, next week. So here, how would you see, uh, you know, uh, the position of the Azores in these negotiations? I mean, the multi-annual financial framework will be difficult to negotiate. We already know that. The indication that there's going to be an extraordinary council already signals that there's no dis- no agreement. So how can the Azores, how can Portugal, let's say, address perhaps that there's some reticence um, in uh, making an agreement in the next MFF? Well, uh, first of all, let me put it this way. Right now, it's the time for states to deal with the council. Regions have a role to play right now, making clear that there are some key policies for their own developed, like cohesion policy, but I would like to take this opportunity to express my admiration, my appreciation for the outstanding job that Prime Minister Costa is doing, defending the cohesion policy, defending this fundamental goal of the European project. It's not another policy. It's not one more policy of the European Union. Cohesion policy touches the very core of the European project. And Prime Minister Costa is doing an outstanding job defending it and building alliances with other countries to defend this fundamental policy for the European project. If you make the cohesion policy more fragile or fragile, you're making the entire European project more fragile. Because, Maria, please take notice that although we've mentioned the shared values and everything, that it's not everything about the funds, the more direct impact, the more direct results that the European Union has in everyday lives of citizens is through the road that was built with European funds, the um, qualification process, the education that was made uh, possible through European projects, the the health facility, the ports, all this represents Europe. So that is why all this connects with 
cohesion policy. All this connects with the goal of territorial, social and economic cohesion. So that is why I so strongly admire the work of Prime Minister Costa, specifically about defending the cohesion policy. So, will we have an agreement in the next few days? I don't know that. But what I see very clearly uh, is that we have some states, we have some countries that are saying, watch out, we cannot jeopardize the very core of this project. And I think Prime Minister Costa is the one that is leading, is championing this defense. Mm -hmm. Indeed, um, and perhaps it comes more from the more adventurous side of the Portuguese nation, the fact that we were the nation that went for the discoveries. We are the forebearers of the adventure, and Prime Minister Costa is leading such an adventure. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> is leading such an adventure, which is a, a steep climb, of course, uh, but nevertheless, as a person of progress, um, he's he's uh, taking this this flagship with him and with a number of member states, as you rightfully said. So, um, in addressing and raising these concerns, because um, cohesion funds are indeed uh, a tool by which progress is made, but also that um, you can touch uh, citizens' lives. Um, Vasco, uh, this was a very, very um, insightful conversation. Um, I, I was delighted to understand a bit more of your position vis-à-vis um, -vis the Azores, the role of the Azores in the European Union and vice versa. Um, but now for the listeners of our FEPS talks, I would uh, like to give you an opportunity of doing two things, if you agree um, to do so. So the one is a wrap-up message. So from our conversation, uh, could you uh, summarize what you like our listeners to remember? So this is the first part. And then last but not least, of course, uh, you and I, we shall promote the great region of the Azores and why our listeners and the, the fellows of the Brussels bubble should visit the Azores. Vasco, please. Well, first, probably the wrap-up message would be to everyone that listened to us, this is the time to stand up. Stand up for Europe. This is a defining moment for the European project. Not only about the next financial framework, but to deal with some challenges that Europe is facing, that every citizen in Europe is facing, and I think it's important to stand up. Say what you think Europe should be. Say what you think that we must defend, that must be preserved. Say what you act Act. That is one of the key messages I would like to leave. Because beginning a new mandate of European institutions, it's important that every citizen considers that it's not done for the next five years. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility as European citizens to make every responsible, every politician responsible for Uh, make, make them accountable for what are they doing to take care of this exciting project that it's called European Union. Now, about the Azores. <laughs> Now we're talking. <laughs> With all the impartiality, I think it's the best place in the world. So I strongly recommend people to visit 
to enjoy our nine islands spread along 600 kilometers in the North Atlantic, each one with a very specific appeal, with very specific interests and things to do there. More than words, probably it's visiting the Azores where you can find this uh, exciting place to visit and in uh, my case to, to live in. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Vasco. So for your wrap-ups and indeed to our Talks listeners, uh, visit the Azores, get to, to know more about this region, about the progressive politics that are happening in this region too. This should, should be said. And uh, so once again, Vasco, thank you very much for joining the Talks, and I hope to see you in the near future. Oh, thank you so much, Maria. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your attention. If you found our conversation interesting, do not hesitate to share it on social media with the hashtag FEPSTalks. More is yet to come. Stay tuned.